Welcome everybody to a long overdue edition of Coach's Corner. It's David Stearns here with our special guest as always, Coach Aaron Vogelai of the UMBC Retrievers. Hey Aaron, how's it going? Good, Stearns. How are you? Hanging in there, hanging in there. Sorry to keep everyone hanging. I know we've had a bunch of people asking when the next one was coming out. Well, here it is. We've got a lot to talk about. So uh, let's see, how far back do we have to go here? I guess we got to go back to Virginia Tech. And uh, your prediction was uh, just about right there, saying it was going to be a tight, you know, contest between your club and uh, Joe Mullins down there. But uh, tough game there and uh, followed up by Georgetown. Let's talk about that weekend for a little bit here. What happened in that first game against Virginia Tech? You know, I, I I think it was exactly what both teams expected. Um, you know, both teams know each other very well. Uh, both teams can put the puck in the net. Both teams have extremely good goaltending. Um, they're they're definitely more veteran um, than we were. Just like we talked about the last time we were together, um, they have you know for the most part the same team that they did last year. So they got all the experience on their side. Where we have the we have the, you know, the younger team with mostly freshmen and sophomores. So we're, we're, we're kind of in the same spot that they were, you know, two, three years ago. Um, but it was a great matchup. And we, we took the lead on a power play goal and they stormed back. Um, and then we just tried to tighten it up and they got a, they got an empty netter at the end of the night. You know, it, it was a, it was a good, clean, hard fought game. Very well coached. Um, it was in front of a real nice crowd. Um, the band was there. So, I mean, it was, I think we had, you know, 800 people in, in, in Reicherstown, which makes that place really, really hop. So it was, uh, it was a great atmosphere. We had the smoke machine uh, for when the players came out. It was, a great, it, was uh, it was a fantastic night. The only thing that went wrong was, you know, we came out on the losing end of the game. But, you know, we had a weird night. You know, Zach Waltz played, played excellent uh, for them. Uh, Walker Detweiler obviously played well. Um, you know, Walt, Walt, he picked up a, a hat trick for Virginia Tech and only touched the puck three times. So oh, he, ta- he tapped a couple home. Um, you know, he probably only had the puck on a stick for a total of 30 seconds and ended up with a hat trick. So, you know, what the, the second shot made, made it through, uh, Drago somehow, some way, I mean, the thing that never happens. And he just happened to be staying on the goal line to, to push it over. The second one was a tip five feet out in front as the power play expired and then he got an empty netter that was going wide, but Tracy tried to dive to keep it out of the net and knocked it into his own net. So it was just, it was a weird hat trick, but a hat trick all the same. So you got to tip your hat to Zach. He's a great kid, good hockey player, and, uh, you know, got, a, got his team to win. Yeah, as we talked about the depth in their roster, of course, rankings just recently came out. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast, uh, kind of a no brainer there, I guess, for number one, but uh, sitting there at a strong number two, Virginia Tech. Uh, I I take it you're not surprised by that, uh, you know, given from what you've seen from them and uh, what they're capable of against other teams. Yeah, I mean they, they're you know they're they're winning hockey games and you know they've got themselves a nice strength of schedule. <clears throat> so I mean they're they're doing what they need to do and they got themselves a good hockey team. I expect their, them to be you know near the top if not at the top by the end of it. And you know they're they're <clears throat> they've got the target on their back and we know what that's like. So. Um, you know, I wish them all the all the luck in the world with the target on their back because games change when when people are coming after you. We we've had it for you know a good number of years, and I think we've kind of shut it off at this point this year, but um, at least a little bit. But you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a different atmosphere, a different way of uh, you know preparing for hockey games. But they always bring their best to just about every game, if not every game. So 
I have a feeling that they're going to do just fine. Well, now that you've uh, seen them in some interesting contests in the last two against them, you know, being in the mock uh, playoffs and then this contest, uh, what what is it that your team has to do to properly prepare for them in late January when you go down to their barn? Well, those games are always fun. I mean, I, I don't think we really need to do much different. Um, I mean, we got to shore up a couple of things, but um, I mean, we definitely have to lock down the neutral zone better. They did a great job up against us with that. We have to capitalize on power plays and make sure that they don't. So special teams always comes into play, and it, and it did again you know, the last time we played. I'm sure it'll come into play the next time we play too. So we've got some work, we've got some work to do, uh, but it's always fun to go down there. We're definitely looking forward to it. Well, the next day you had a game against Georgetown, and this one seems a, a little uh, too close for comfort. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about this one. This one uh, seems a little bit weird, uh, given the fact that Georgetown, I'm not sure if they're on anybody's radars, really, uh, but they seem to have taken you guys to a very close contest, being that it was a 6-5 to five score. What happened in this game to round out the weekend? It looks like you guys uh, had things locked up in the beginning, but they came back strong in the third. Yeah, I mean, we... I... The, the score really doesn't dictate the way the game went. I mean, we definitely dominated, I would say, 90 to 95% of the game. But, you know, they just found ways to put pucks in the net. Our goaltender definitely had an off night. Um, you know, it's something that we've talked about in the past. But, you know, we, we, we just we, we had to find a way to overcome, a you know, a, an off night by a couple of people. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, we did. Uh, Ryan Atkinson with a – with an overtime goal to kind of get us out, but it just seemed like every single time we got momentum going and we score a goal or score two goals, they come back and the next two shots go in, you know, and then some of it is our forwards fault. Some of it's our defensive fault. And I think Trevor Miller will say that he didn't have his best night either. So, you know, just all in all, I think we, we, we needed to play better, but uh, we played, we, we played well enough to win. And I guess at the end of the day, it goes down as a win, not a loss, which is, uh, which we're, we're thankful for. Yeah, three power play goals in that one, and a shorthander allowed. Uh, talk a little bit about your special teams there. You know, it seems like this would have been a great contest to kind of practice things out for the big boys. But uh, how are your special teams looking? Um, you know me; I'm a perfectionist when it comes to special teams. And... Is it forty percent or fifty percent yet? <laughs> not, <laughs> not yet, but but our power play is at uh, I think it's at thirty four percent. Okay, so, so we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. I mean, <laughs> I, we, we we did we did go on a we did go we did have a run um, that that we went thirteen for twenty three. So I was pretty happy on that. Okay, on that on that nice run. Um, and we actually just had our first game this past weekend that we didn't score a power play goal, which Ooh. is the first one and only one this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we we were 10 and three, so we've scored a power play goal in 12 and 13 games. So, um, and a lot of them, we have more than one. So, I mean, our power play is actually working pretty well this year. can always get better, but, uh, for the most part, it's both units where the, the first unit's having an off night. Uh, you know, the, the second unit is, you know, picking it up, and that happened uh, in, up against uh, Maryland. So, um, but then when the power play two kind of cools off, the the big unit uh, with all of our big guns with like Bloom and OC and and Atkinson and Tracy, they uh, they they got it going again. Now let's talk about that big weekend uh, against your rivals, your in-state rivals, uh, Battle of Maryland. Talk about the weekend there. Uh, you guys hosted the second game, but uh, you guys had a real tight one here, uh, one goal game, and then suddenly Sunday was just uh, a blowout, to say the least. 
Yeah, we took we we took offense to a couple things that happened on uh, on Saturday night in their building. Um, they got they got a little too close to comfort for to Johnny, and we thought they they kind of took too many liberties there instead of uh, kind of just respecting the crease the way that the the way that just about every other team does. You know, there's a difference between you know going to the net hard and running over somebody six times. So you know, the, you got to you got to kind of respect that a little bit and they, they didn't seem to do that. So, um, you know, we kind of took offense to it. We, again, we found a way to win on Saturday night in their building, which is a tough place to play. Um, you know, they, they, they play extremely well in that building and they, and the, obviously the historic rivalry goes back years and years and years between Maryland and UMBC. And we want to get back on the, on the winning track. I thought in the first period, we kind of just went, went out for revenge to try to make up for, last year's regional game um, instead of just trying to go out to win a hockey game. But uh, we kind of righted the ship a little bit in the second period. I think we were outshot them 18-3 to at one point. Um, you know, I thought that, that was probably one of our better stretches of the year. But, uh, again, they found a way to kind of jump back in the game until we could seal it on another power play goal late in the game. And then Sunday, well, like I said, we, we took offense to a couple things on Saturday night and we came out and we scored four goals and a matter of about three minutes and really put it uh, put it away. Uh, that's uh, pretty convincing there. So uh, let me ask you this, though. Uh, Maryland, in this ranking period, ended up at number 10. And looking at the roster, it looks pretty well split uh, as far as, you know, who's returning and uh, who's brand new on that team. What is your impression about this Maryland mm-hmm. team? Obviously, uh, they're a bit uh, on the chippy and aggressive side to the point where it just aggravates the hell out of your team, I'm sure. But uh, looking at their future... Uh, do they have the same capacity to do what they did last year? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say no because no, because nobody thought they were going to be able to do what they did last year. Last year, um, but uh, so I mean, I have to kind of say, sure, they can because for the most part, they have, you know, the same team. They 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 lost one of their captains, Brett Kiliansky, which was a great leader for them. It was a great hockey player, mm-hmm. um, and replaced him with you know a very talented freshman. Uh, and St. Avery St. Clair. Um, so I, I think a lot of it's going to come on uh, on his shoulders. But, I mean, Kumo's still there, and he's a fantastic hockey player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he can create something out of nothing. And then you've got um, Altieri that, you know, carries the puck a lot and has a great has a great shot. So I think it's going to come down to special teams and goaltending for them. Um, you know, if they can stay out of the box and capitalize on power plays, and the goaltenders can play like they did in regionals and in uh, nationals, you know they, they they've got a shot. But I mean they they've they've got an uphill they've got an uphill battle with just the, some of the top teams and things like that. Just with their schedule, they don't have a ton of games left uh, from what from 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 memory. I think it's only like six or seven games left in the whole year. So um, you know it's it, it's going to be difficult for them to move up. But if they win the games they have, they'll probably you know sneak in or or, or get into regionals and then. We found out last year anything can happen at regionals. Hey, we're almost caught up here. Uh, we got two, well, one very interesting contest to talk about, you know, um, against Rowan here. They're at four. They're at number four in the ranking period, and uh, I think that might be attributed to the fact that they handed you uh, kind of a rare loss that uh, kind of, I guess, you know, it, it just doesn't feel right that you guys have lost three games so far this year, and uh uh, what what did it feel like there? You know, you had the the trip up there to Jersey and Philly. You know, you had St. Joe's the next day to start off with Rowan. Um, 
that had to have been quite a challenge for you guys. And uh, uh, Caulfield's team had been waiting and drooling over the, uh, you know, the prospects of this game coming up on their schedule. How did it work out out there on the ice? Um, you know, it, it was an interesting night. Um, you know, you know, st- standing outside my, 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 actually my folks were in town and so it was my folks, myself and a couple other coaches outside. And, you know, I've known, I've known the, the Roan hockey players for a long time and some of their fifth year seniors, I've known them for even longer than five years. I even recruited one of them to come play for me at one point. So, um, you know, just to, just a historic friendship between Johnny and myself, obviously being president, vice president of the league, and of course. just mutual, just mutual respect. And between the two of us, and coaching an all-star game, to, you know, all-star weekend together this past, this past spring and summer, um, you know, just we we've got ourselves a great friendship. The teams respect each other, so you're always going to have a nice, clean, hard-fought battle. And uh, you know they. They they told me flat out that they were going to beat us tonight because um, they've never they've never beaten UMBC. We've waited five years to get a chance to do it, and tonight was going to be the night. And there it is, you know, you know, and and it was. I mean, it, I'm telling you, when you have the target on your back, everybody comes to play like it's Game Seven of the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And if you're not able to match that intensity, these things can these these things can happen, and they did on that night. So. You know, we had a bad turnover by Drago, which never happens. Um, on the power play, he went to clear the puck out when we when we made a wholesale line change, and yellow helmets looked like yellow helmets, and he put it right on the tape of their number one goal scorer, you know, out in the neutral zone, and Johnny's still in the corner, and he just plunked it right in the wide-open net, so one nothing rowing. Um, and that kind of set the tone. We, uh, we scored two power play goals uh, in the second period, to take a 2-1 lead we scored a third goal uh, but ref ref disallowed it didn't think it went in um i mean i just know that my third line the way that they dig they're not going to stop unless they know for sure the pucks in the net they're not going to try to sell something and um ref didn't buy it your goalie had it underneath him when the ref got there and lo and behold it's still 2-1 they we, we draw they draw a penalty on the next shift Go down and score a power play goal. It's two two. They get a rebound three two and get another late one, make it four two. So it was just one of those nights. But I mean, Rowan's got himself a really good hockey team. Johnny's got a really, really good, hardworking hockey team that does all the little things right, just like they've always done. You know, they they want to beat you to every every puck in the corner. They want to beat you to everything out in front of the net. And you know, if they're the hardest working team on the ice. They're going to win a lot of hockey games. So. You know, Byron, their their goaltender is playing well. Uh, they got Doherty that's going over to Europe on the blue line with some other help with some other guys, and they're they're going to be good. They're going to be hard to beat, and you know we we've got them coming up here in like three weekends. So, you know, in our building, so hopefully we have a little bit better luck. Yeah, you mentioned the disallowed goal, and then you know the immediate penalty to follow. Um, would you say that that goal deflated the momentum in your team? Because I mean. To have a lead yeah. in somebody else's barn has got to be huge. It is. It is, and especially that building. That building is very hard to play in. Um, they play extremely well. They usually get a nice crowd there. And when you got a lead, you got to be able, you got to find a way to hold on to it. And we couldn't. We had problems breaking it out just from a couple, you know, just a couple of variables that we needed to do better on. And we were missing somebody that was that's pretty key on our blue line. And you know, it, it just you know th- things happen and. You, you got to find ways to win win hockey games, especially when you have the lead. And we failed to do that that night. 
you know, being that they're at uh, the number four spot right now and uh, looking at their roster, it seems like they have a lot of, uh, you know, juniors and seniors. So a lot of well-seasoned players that have seen this, uh, have been on this roster for quite some time. Uh, do you find that they're, you know, they have the capabilities of pretty much uh, repeating what they did last year? I mean, you guys handed them their first loss when they went 11 games deep, you know, without a loss. Well, it was their 11th game where you handed them their first loss, but uh do you think they're capable of repeating what they did last year with that magic uh, run in the beginning there? Sure, I, I, I do. I mean, they've, they've got the makeup for it. They got the heart and the and the leadership for it. Um, they keep their they keep their head heads down and just keep motoring their legs. They could they could repeat and even do more. They I mean they they this might be the year that Rowan finally breaks through and goes to nationals. So um, I mean they definitely have the makeup for that. And I mean this is. This will be two years in a row. They've gone to the the second day, um, so I mean they 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 definitely have a shot. Well, uh, obviously, you know, you guys already have that circled on your calendar right now for November 23rd, but a lot of important games between now and then. But of course, you guys finished up that weekend with a uh, convincing eight to one victory over St. Joe's. Uh, talk a little bit about the dynamic of uh, that relationship there, because you've seen them year in and year out. And sometimes it's a one, nothing game. And sometimes it's an eight to one game. What, what made it different this time around? I mean, it, it seems like you're battling some, uh, some issues on your roster uh, as far as being a little depleted right now, but uh, eight to one, uh, what, what's up with St. Joe's this year? Um, St. Joe's is going to have a, I, I think a rough year and it's no, uh, it's no, it's, it's not a shot on them. I mean, they got, I love Huey to death. Um, he's a very close friend of mine and he's, he, he, the, the program is getting better from where it has been in the past. And, um, you know, he's, he's got a very young roster. I think he's got like 15 freshmen. So, I mean, they're, they're going to go through a learning process and, you know, the, the biggest, the big, the biggest drop off of is probably in goaltending for them. Um, you know, the, the Kyle Van Austin had, had it, you know, last year and the year before, which is a very good goaltender and could keep them in games. And this kid played, that played, I don't even know his name, but he played well for a while. And then pretty soon our cycle and, and just some of the talent that, that, that we have just kind of came forth and, and Bloom and OC and Tracy and Atkinson, they, they, they came out and, you know, put the hammer down. All right, so you guys had a little bit of a break. Uh, you guys, what are you guys reflecting on here from what you've seen in this uh, ranking period moving forward with the, uh, you know, the interesting weekends ahead? Yeah, I mean, first off, you guys start out here with uh, Liberty coming up here in this weekend. Uh, what is what is the main takeaway from what you've seen in this uh, first portion of the season? You know that that when we want to, we can play with anybody, and. Um, and when we don't come to play, we are, you know, we're, 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 we're still a good team, but we're not a great team. And, you know, we, we've got to learn some consistency and we've got to learn to bring our A game to the rink every single night. And that's one thing that we have struggled with up to this point. So, um, you know, we, we had a long talk and we, we kind of reset and re revalued our goals a little bit. And, um, you know, we, we've had some really good practices, so we're hoping that, you know, come Saturday up against Liberty, which is going to be an extremely tough test. It always is um, that we that we can bring our A game and give them all that they can handle a little bit more. Uh, their their roster is fantastic. So I mean, you got that Brad Dockstetter's back, and he's not only back, but he brought his little brother uh, with him, uh, for which everybody says is just as good, maybe not just a little bit better than Brad. So 
and that's pretty scary since the we all know the points that Brad's put up here in the last couple of years. So, um, you know, just the fact that they play together, already have that chemistry, they're going to be phenomenal. Uh, they play with a guy named Paul Ingles that is a drop down from their D1 team, which is mm-hmm. anchoring that first line. And, you know, that that's going to be a really tough line to get past there. Their second line has got uh, some more young talent on it with uh, Barstead um, and again Boschman and, and another kid that I, of course escapes my 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 head right now. But you know their top two lines are are extremely good, and if you take a penalty up against them, you better pray because they cause their power play is deadly and they can and they can really really get after you. You know it must have been a while since we last talked because I was waiting for you to stop me and say hey. Sh- Sternsy, you just missed out on an entire weekend. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to ch- chime in and chirp me on that one, but uh, re- real quickly, I mean, uh, you had a six nothing decision uh, against Millersville, um, and the four two in the previous game there, uh, a drop to Montclair State, who uh, you guys seem to have trouble with here. Uh, it seems in the last year or two. Uh, Talk real briefly about that. I mean, Millersville, it seems like you handled them quite well this season, but Montclair State, what is it about Montclair State? You know, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Um, they, they, they've got some talent up front. They're a little banged up on the blue line, the same as we are, but, you know, the goaltender came through. We outshot them 39 to 30. We just didn't find the back of the net. We spotted them, made a couple crucial mistakes. And mm-hmm. when you make a crucial mistake up against a good hockey team, which Montclair is, they're gonna they're gonna make you pay. You know, we had a bad we had a bad decision on a one on one, and they they scored on it. And we made a bad decision in defensive coverage where, um, you know, he he, he t- you know one of our wingers took a guy to the net, but left the guy that they're trying to set up, um, you know, wide open, and they got the puck to him, and he buried it home. You know, we had a, another unfortunate, you know, just right off a rebound. Uh, guy didn't pick him up in a slot, and he banged it home. And before we knew it, we were down three nothing. Hmm. You know, it's just it's one of those things. You know, in the first period, we 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 came out slow and kind of picked it up towards the end of it. And for six minutes, they were in their own zone, in their own zone, in their own zone. We had our we had a great offensive cycle. It's something that we've been working on a, a lot lately. It's really been working for us, and was translating into the game. And all of a sudden, poof, they pop out of the zone and they score. So it was all that hard work and all the, all that momentum just kind of went right out the right out the window. So second period, you know, like I said, the the, the bad one-on-one decision, you know, a rebound goal and make it three nothing. Uh, we score at the very end of the period with like 39 seconds left to make it three one. And then we come back out on I think it was our second shift, or um, and we score to make it three two with Ryan Atkinson on a breakaway. Mm-hmm. And again, we had all the momentum and just couldn't find that equalizer and you know we needed we needed somebody or more more than one line to step up and finally find a way to bury one it just wasn't in the cards and you know again we had a misplay of a one-on-one and i'm you know, just from a younger defenseman that had a perfect gap just didn't know when to step the play up and shot ricocheted off his shin pad and into the net it's just one of those things you just can't uh you can't help sometimes so it was a good hard-fought battle i thought that they were the better team on that night and, uh, you know, they probably deserved to win that game, and they did. Now you guys are set up for this one-game weekend ahead, but uh, it seems like it's going to be uh, quite an anxious wait. I mean, obviously, Liberty, of course, you said it's going to be a tough contest 
and uh, you know you're anxiously awaiting that one. But what waits for you on the other side is more concerning. But I mean, I don't know if we should leave this for next week to discuss or not. But um, you have a home and home set up here with William Patterson, number one up in the Northeast, and that's got to have you, uh, you know, wondering what is it that you guys are going to have to do to make sure that you take two from them? I mean, that's, that's the convincing matchup right there. If you want to prove anything to the league, uh, you know, taking the Southeast at you're at number six right now, if you want to push your way up, I guess that's probably the weekend to do it, especially if you can walk in with uh, a victory, you know, on your shoulders from Liberty. So how big is that weekend? Uh, you know, looking ahead. Um, it, it's, it's huge. Um, I mean, they're, not only number one in the Northeast, but you know, deemed by many, uh, maybe, maybe the number one team in the country right now. I think yeah. this year is a is a crapshoot. I think everybody thought Grand Valley uh, was going to be probably one of the number one teams, and then Patterson went out to the showcase in Michigan and beat Grand Valley. So that's um, something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it certainly is. I mean, their 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 top six is incredible. Um, you, know, you got Kyle Galasto, you got Matt Hunter, you got Ryan Mara, mm-hmm. um, and and now you got Richie Pole from NYU there, um, and it just and he he just makes that team so much better than they were in the past, and you know they they were good last year, so um, you know, they got they got new they got some new players to to round out the role players and their their defensive core, and they got two freshmen in the pipes that are playing better than they've had you know anybody anybody playing in the pipes lately, so. Um, you know, they're 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 going to be really tough. They're going to be extremely tough, and I think they're like 14 and one right now. So they're on a roll. They haven't lost since Ryder upset them, and what looks to be like the fluke of the year. Um, that's not to take anything away from Ryder. It's just a, how good Patterson really is. So it's going to be it's going to be a really tough weekend for us, but it also is going to give us a guide of how good we really are and how good we want and how good we want to be. So, cause we're not just going to get them once we're going to get them twice. So I guess on the first night, um, you know, they're going to get our, all of our guys are going to get a chance to see them a second night in our building and, and kind of remeasure ourselves a little bit. But, you know, that's, that's a whole nother week away. I mean, I'll, I'll worry about, I'll, I'll start worrying about Patterson. And, and once we get past Liberty right now, Liberty is at the top of my brain and, hopefully the top of our guys is because this is not going to be an easy game. And I'm just thankful it's in our building and we're going to have a chance to hopefully dictate, dictate some the play and, and, and just see what we can do up against Liberty. One general question. Um, would you consider this the most important month of your entire schedule? Uh, given the, given the ranking period that closes out at the end of this month, would you say that this is the most important month of your schedule? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I would, I would follow it up probably very closely by uh, January when we have Liberty and Virginia Tech again and Temple and Delaware and um, that's uh, that's not going to be an easy one either. And but uh, just the fact that you've got Montclair, uh, you had Montclair last weekend, you've got Liberty this weekend, which is ahead of us. Uh, next next weekend is Patterson twice, which is obviously the number one team in the Northeast and maybe the number one team in the country. And you come back and you're at Ryder, which is not an easy place to play. They always have a packed house. Uh, and that was a good hockey game the first time around. So, And then we get our revenge of uh, of Rowan, which is number four right now. And us sitting at number six, you know, you've got number three and number four. If you can knock both of them out, um, you know, in the same month, you've got to be able to move up a little bit in the rankings, which is what we want to do. 
know, currently we sit six. We want to not. We want to move up a little bit each month, and it's set up that way. You know, we've got, you know, like I said, of who we have this month with Liberty and Rowan, our chances to move up there. Next month is is Penn State, um, so they're they're right now ahead of us, even though they just had a had a loss to uh, to Delaware. So I mean, I don't know what what they're gonna do, but if they stay ahead of us, then you know we've got a chance to move up ahead of them. And then you've got, you know, Virginia Tech, Temple, and Liberty again in January where Virginia Tech's probably going to be ahead of us, so that's our chance to hopefully catch them. So, you know, we win the games that we're supposed to with the teams that we play that are ahead of us in the, uh, in the ranking. You know, we, we can very easily move back up. We don't win those games. We can very easily stay where we are or move down. So it's it's up to, it's up to us to, on what we want to do and where we want to go and, and we'll we'll see we'll see which way the cards are dealt. Now, looking at the way things shape out on paper, you know you guys have the ten three and zero record, and then you know you look at the goals for column, you look at the goals against column. Uh, you're definitely scoring uh, double the amount of goals you're allowing, and then you look at your top four scorers, right? They're at almost uh, they're either at a two point per game pace or just under that, and then your next three are at a point per game pace or even just a little bit higher than that. Um, so what is it that you're concerned about going forward? Uh, are you, um, what are you missing right now that has you concerned going against Liberty and William Patterson? Injuries, uh, any kind of uh, chemistry issues going forward with any line combinations you got? What is it that's, uh, that's pretty much you know, got you in some sort of like a conundrum, I guess, going forward here? Well, I mean, we're, we're we're definitely not 100% healthy, but then again, it's UMBC, so they're never 100% healthy. Um, I mean, what was it two years ago? We went to nationals with 12 guys. So, oh yeah. You know, we're 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 we're, we're kind of used to injuries and everything else. That. Uh, but you did do a point. hell of a job with the short bench then. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We were the one team that everybody wanted to play going in, and the one team that nobody wanted to play at the end. So yeah. Um, you know, we 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 still talk about it a lot and. You know, this team actually reminds me a lot of that team just from the heart and soul of it and uh, trying to do make sure that they do everything they can to win a hockey game. So, um, you know, this is going to be a learning experience. We're young. Uh, we're extremely talented. Uh, we're starting to get, uh, you know, Tracy and Fadler and they're starting to pick it up. Bloom's, Bloom's production is starting to pick up right now. And, um, you know, we're we're going to be great. We're, we're going to be just fine. The third line with Pierce and Taylor – uh, and Armstrong are starting to, you know, be be producers again. And you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we, we definitely have more depth than we've had in years past. But, you know, we, you, we've got to be able to break the puck up better. Uh, we got to be able to shut down the neutral zone better, which are all things that we're um, that we're that we're working on. And we'll get past some of these injuries that we have now. And you know, I think the next couple of weeks, if we can get through what we have the next two weeks uh, with the with the injuries that we have and with the bench that we have, I think we're we're gonna set we're gonna set this up we're gonna set ourselves up for for some good hockey down the way. So that's what we're hoping for. All right, I think we're pretty well caught up here. And uh, any final thoughts before we uh, cut it off here, leading into the weekend against Liberty? No, it's it's just a, it, it's an incredibly big weekend for us, and I know it's a big weekend for Chris Lowe's and his Liberty Flames. So uh, you know we always have good hockey games, and for the most part, they're almost always clean and, and hard fought. So. It should be it should be a really good game, and you know, just kind of looking forward to it. And so are we. Uh, we will actually be broadcasting this one on Cross Ice Feed. We're finally going to get out there and uh, get some dog hockey uh, 
on our schedule here. Uh, we do have a back-heavy schedule with uh, UMBC, but uh, really excited to see you guys up against Liberty. It's been a while since I've seen you guys take on Liberty. I don't even think I've called a game where you guys took on Liberty. So this ought to be interesting. It, it shall. It shall. It should be the, top, the you know, two, two good goaltenders going up against us, going up against each other, and the, the top six forwards for both teams, they really can get up and down the ring. So it's going to be... It's going to be high flying and, and it could be high scoring and you, know, you just never know what you're going to see. Oh, I can't wait to see it and uh, good luck to you this coming weekend. All right, thanks, Jerry. I really appreciate it. All right, that's Coach Vogelai for the UNBC Retrievers. You can catch all the live action on crossicefeed.com. Just click on the stream button and you can watch live and for free with the caveat of uh, $2.99 for ad-free through Ustream.tv. So tune in for that and uh, follow us on Twitter at Cross Ice Feed. Also follow UMBC at UMBC Ice Hockey for the stats live during the game as well. Well, for the Coach's Corner, this has been David Stearns for Aaron Vogelai saying good night, everybody, and as always, don't stop believing. Take care.